If you've listened to this series from the beginning, you could reasonably be forgiven for wondering what it's about. And I've given a couple of very strong hints. One of them, of course, is the notion that civilizations are more interested in preserving their notions of what is true and factual than they are necessarily in what is best for their citizens. But a reasonable objection to that would be that presumably if they knew what was best for their citizens, they might have different standards of truth and facticity. And that's fair comment. The difficulty is always how do you think outside the framework in which you think that what you think is the best. And most of us find that very challenging. And it is challenging, even on a logical footing, to see how, if there is a better framework that is accessible, we wouldn't already have adopted it if we were persuaded that it was better for us. But the difficulty is that civilizations don't work like that. They don't work in ways that make what you might call the best of all possible worlds for as many people as possible. They tend rather, under the influence of our predilection for leadership, to migrate towards situations that are beneficial to a few and not for the majority. Things in that respect have changed over the course of time, but they are still to a significant extent built into the way that we organise ourselves. Now, in that context, there is something that needs to be said about truth. And it can really be summarised best by adopting and adapting that phrase in the Christian gospel, the Sabbath is made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And if we were simply to say, truth is made for humankind and not humankind for truth, that would be one of the second pillars upon which my entire argument really hinges. Because if truth is what it's best for us to believe, truth must be subservient to what we think best. But our habits of mind are such that we think that the truth is the truth and the facts are the facts, and that we have somehow to acquiesce before them, to be subservient to them, and to defer to their authority because they are, as something external to ourselves, written into some sort of system of the laws of the universe, whether established by a god, or by physics, or by happenstance, but they're certainly out there, 
and because they're out there they take some sort of precedence over us. This is an example of a very peculiar human habit of liking to be subservient. The predilection that we have for leadership, whether in the form of kings, monarchs, emperors, political leaders, divinities, priests, religious leaders, you name it, all of it, our predilection for that has got something to do with a feeling that we should defer to something outside ourselves. And of course, the pragmatists were very much of the view that we shouldn't be subservient to something outside ourselves. That we should seize our destiny with both hands and make of it what we wish to make of it, because it's ours. And deferring to external authority, even though there are plenty of occasions when other people know more about something than we do, indeed, one could say that in most circumstances other people know more about them than we do, but that's not the kind of deference that we like. We seem to like deference just because we like to defer. Otherwise, I simply can't understand why people continue to admire and support people like Donald Trump, Boris Johnson, Vladimir Putin, President Xi, or in the past, Napoleon and Adolf Hitler and you name it, enormous numbers of people who are quite obviously despicable in one sense or another, but whom people seem to queue up to fawn over. And I think we do the same with truth. I think it represents a kind of symbolic representation of our predilection for deferring to something. And quite a lot of that predilection is based upon a sort of weakness of will, a readiness to let other people or other things decide things for us. So that a leader will decide things for us, a principal, uh, a leader in the sense of a principal um, governor or a, or a general, you name it, we will let them decide things for us up to a point. And so with people, and so with things, and so with claims, and so with concepts, we like the idea that something outside ourselves somehow exempts us from responsibility for things. And of course, the, the difficult part of pragmatism is that it categorically denies that we can ever exempt ourselves from responsibility for the lives that we lead. <laughs>
of course we can always point the finger at bad parenting or the happenstance of birth or bad luck or having fallen among thieves or whatever it might be as extenuating circumstances but and this of course is another of the reasons why Shestov makes the points that he makes about Socrates in the end we are responsible for the things that we credit with any authority any truth the things we follow the things we live in accordance with if we say well this is a truth and it's a universal truth established outside the frame of human thought and practice written in the laws of the universe we happen to have discovered what it is and so we do what it tells us to do because how can we do otherwise that is its authority and it's our justification for believing it and living in accordance with it but there is no such justification everything that we claim we have responsibility for claiming so you may well say to me but I do believe that Socrates died in 399 BC by taking poison and that he had been condemned by the leadership in Athens for corrupting their youth with all his talk and philosophizing you may well say that and you are perfectly at liberty to say it nobody is attempting to deny you the right or even the opportunity to believe pretty well whatever you like but you must accept that that truth that truth doesn't establish itself and the point that I'm making here is that no truth no fact establishes itself it always arises in a context and anything that we hold true whether as individuals or as a society or as a civilization everything can only deserve that title because we've made a decision to grant it that title we make the truth we make facts and we can't get out of that by claiming no they lie out there they compel our assent because when we are confronted by them they overwhelm us with a kind of self-authenticating awe which leaves us with no choice but to acquiesce in them and it isn't really anything to do with our decision except the decision to fall before them upon our knees and worship them in some way and to some extent and I just reject that as an attempt to shuffle off responsibility the things that we hold dear 
Now, once you've established that that's the case, something else becomes true, which is that the truth is subjected to or subservient to our views of what it is to be human. Rather than it judging them, we judge it by our standards. And so, if you want to be, let's say, a Jehovah's Witness, or if you want to be a fascist, or if you want to be anything at all from a supporter of your local church to a football fan to whatever it might be, it's always a choice. Always a choice. And it's a choice that is not forced upon you. Now, of course, as I said earlier, there are occasions when we can come under the most insufferable and irresistible pressure as a result of tyranny and cruelty and the way other people will treat us unless we acquiesce. But that's not the same thing as saying that the truths that we hold are out there somewhere independently of us. It's just saying that we are too frightened or too weak-willed, too pusillanimous to hold to what we really believe against all the odds. Although there have, of course, in human history been a great many people who have done that and indeed have paid the ultimate price. So, if truth is made for man, not man for truth, the truth is what it is best for us to believe and what we think best for us to believe is what we think constitutes humanity and therefore what we think constitutes humanity comes to define the criteria that we are going to use because if we think that those criteria are forced upon us then it makes us feel weak it makes us feel subservient. It makes us feel as though we must defer, not just to truth, but to our gods, our monarchs, our leaders, our rulers. And we've got no reason to defer to any of them. I'll come back to the question of legitimate authority another time. Thank you for listening.